Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. I have a t-shirt of my big brothers that I love very much. And over the years, I've stained it. I've got like bleach stains on it and oil stains on it. And when those moments happen, I would cry because I'll be like, this is all I have. And I'm messing it up. But I would rather wear it. And he, I'm positive, he would rather I wear it and get stains on it than like hide it in some box in my closet. So precious things, whether they're from your childhood, something you really care about, or precious things from somebody that you love, or your wedding china that you got and have never used, start freaking using that for dinner every day. Every day of your life is an opportunity to live your best life. Don't save, quote, the nice things for another day. Today is the only day you are guaranteed. So celebrate this life that you have by utilizing the things in it that are important to you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hey guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the show. Another hang session, another solo one-on-one between me and you. I'm glad you're here. I've got my coffee. I've got my candle. I've got a crystal. I don't know what it does, but it's here and it looks beautiful and somehow it's helping us. So let's have a conversation about making your space a home making your space feel more comfortable, making whatever area you have control over, whether that's your bedroom, your entire apartment, a house, your car, your cubicle at work, 
any space that you spend a ton of time in is worth investing some intention in. It's worth investing a little bit of time. I don't think it costs a ton of money. I don't think it should cost a ton of money to make the spaces that you inhabit feel better for you. When I was a little girl, I watched the Oprah Winfrey show every day. I know you guys hear me say this every other episode of this podcast. Thank you for listening to me on repeat. But she said this thing that I have always remembered. I mean, she said a thousand things I've always remembered But this one is so funny because I was a little girl when I heard it, which kind of doesn't make a ton of sense that this is what stuck with me. But I heard her say in an episode, your home should rise up to meet you. Your home should rise up to meet you. That you should be able to come into your home and have it feel like a nest, have it feel like a soft place to land or a place that gives you energy, gives you creativity, that fills up your cup. Because when we go out into the world, when we go to our work, when we're taking care of other people, when we leave this space, oftentimes we're encountering things that kind of suck our energy out. So we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up the best that we can that whatever space we can control is for us. That's what I want to talk about today because at the risk of sounding a little prideful, I think I'm really good at this. And I have this hunch that I'm good at this because now the podcast tapes in, I have a studio in my backyard. So any guest that comes over comes to my home and they have to walk through my home to get to the studio. Every single guest we've had to the house, every single one, their assistants, the publicists that come with them, whoever rolls in, they're always like, it feels so good in here. It feels so good. And I think that's the best compliment you could possibly give any space that I've helped to create is that it makes you feel good. That's very intentional. I want this home to feel good for me and my family. And I want anyone who walks through that door to feel uplifted and to feel on some level restored. When I started to think about the podcast space and what I wanted it to be, I was really mindful that many guests, that many celebrities, athletes, whoever's coming through, would be coming through in the midst of a press tour. And if you've never done a press tour before, it's so exhausting. You're going from one thing to another to another. It's kind of endless. And you're going into all of these different environments and many of them feel very chaotic. So I really wanted to create a space in this room that was like calm. It was a vibe. It like allowed you to relax and just be in the space with us. And I am loving how many guests come in and they're like, can I take my shoes off? I'm like, girl, you can put your feet on my face. Like you can literally do anything you want here. I want you to feel at home. But my actual home is set up to allow me and the kids to relax, to feel restored, to feel really good. And I've done that for as long as I've been a mama and probably even before I had the kids, but I think I've gotten a lot better at it over time. And because I get a lot of compliments on how good the house feels energetically, I thought, well, what if I made a list for you guys about some really simple things that I do at home, most of which, honestly, like they 
if there's a cost involved, it's so minimal. But really, I think almost all of these y'all could pull off right now using things that you already have at home. And at the very least, if you don't have any money to spend, I'm pretty sure you can pull this off without spending money. Yeah. So I want to share that with you guys. But more than anything, you know, I was praying before I started this. I just like to set my intention before we hang out. And more than anything, what I'm hoping is that maybe just one person, even if it's only one person out of hundreds of thousands of people who listen to this episode, if just one of you rethinks how you set up your personal space, if just one of you understands that the way that we set up our home is self-care. And I say home, but that could be your bedroom. It's just whatever your haven is. That's one of the greatest acts of self-care that exist. And the beauty of it slash also the thing that very few people get is that it's whatever makes the home feel good to you. When we lived back in Austin, my oldest son had this beautiful group of teenagers that we absolutely adored. We actually flew them out here a few weeks ago so we could see them again because we just love them. And they would come over about once a month. We'd host a big, we call it a full moon dinner. I have a whole episode on full moon ritual and like why we do it and what it means. And to be totally honest, we actually don't know a lot of what it means, but we just liked having an excuse to do a dinner once a month. And so full moon became our thing. In any event, we have this crew that would come over once a month and we loved it because we all got to be together and we would talk about things and I would hear what was going on in these teenagers' lives. And I hope that I was able to like input a little wisdom because let's be real, when your own parents give you advice, sometimes you just kind of ignore it. But when you hear it from another adult, you're like, oh, okay, I think about that in a different way. Also, I just feel like I end up playing the role for, (laughs) just side note, any of you who have kids are gonna get this. Teenagers are so hard on themselves. I have never in my life encountered kids who are so stressed out about getting perfect grades and what college they go to and they should already know their, you know, top five colleges they want to apply to and they should already know, you know, exactly what they want to major in. And I think in a lot of ways I ended up sort of being this like auntie that was like, oh my gosh, I, the chances of you actually doing the job of the thing that you choose to major in in college is so slim. Here's what I keep saying to people. You guys are going to be like, um, don't give that advice to my teenager. Here's my advice for teenagers. Go to the college that is going to give you the experience you want. I am a firm believer that you can pursue any career with basically any degree and also without a degree at all. I don't have a degree. I have hired multiple people who did not have a degree. I think with the way things are going, it's not going to matter as much. I do want my kids to go to college, but I want them to go to a place that experientially is going to help them to meet people, have moments, get to do things that they're never going to get to do again. Like I have one son. He's my athlete. I am positive this kid's going to go to a college where they have an incredible football team because he's going to want to be part of that culture where like 
You're going to go watch the football game. You're going to cheer. You're going to paint your face. You're going to do the whole thing. I have another son who cares deeply about education. So he's probably going to choose a school that challenges him academically. But I'm going to guide both of them to choose something that's the experience they want, not that they have to figure out their entire life in one moment. But I digress. I had these teenagers come over once a month. And after we'd been doing this for like a year, one of the girls who is just my favorite, I'm not, I don't want to choose a favorite of my children, but this girl that I did not give birth to is probably her. We were going around and I don't remember what we were talking about, but she looked at me and she said, this is my happy place. I want you to know that when I come here, this is my happy place. And I was just like, oh my God, like it made my heart explode that I can create a space that felt so good for someone that wasn't even my kid because when I was a child, other people's homes were my happy place. So what I hope to do in today's episode is help you create a happy place that starts with what makes you happy and then You'll watch that permeate through your kids if you have them or through friends or through people that you invite in. It really is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to stop going off on tangents and start telling you my list. The number one thing costs zero money that I think will make any space feel better is air. (laughs) I'm not talking about AC. I am talking about Every single morning I get up and I open all the windows and I open the back door every morning because I feel like the air gets sort of stale overnight and I have air filter like I have those like air machines in the corner that are like making the air feel better and whatever but there is something about just a breeze going through your house that moves things around I think energetically it just feels better And I sometimes wonder if that's one of the biggest things people feel when they come in here is just that it's not stale. Have you ever gone away on vacation and you come back to your house and you're just like, oh, it's so weird because it's all been closed up and it's stuffy. I just, a breeze is the fastest way to move that energy around. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, well, are there places in the world where you couldn't bring a breeze in? Yeah, I guess if you live somewhere where the air quality is really bad, But I did this in Austin, Texas, where it was 110 and humidity, and I do it now in LA where it's like glorious in the morning, but it's just a way to move it through. So I thought I would share that with y'all. So simple, but make a habit. Three of the things I'm going to talk about are stuff that I do in the morning, and I really just think it clears the energy. It literally (laughs) clears the air, just makes it feel so much better. The second thing that I do every morning is Palo Santo. Maybe some of you have heard me talk about it or you saw it in the vlog that I did, but essentially Palo Santo is a piece of wood that you light on fire and I just walk through the whole house with it. I actually had someone call in to the hotline for podcasts and ask like how I use it, what it's for. So I recently did an episode of Ask Rach that included that answer. And it's episode 466 if you want to go check out all things Palo Santo. But essentially think of it as another way to energetically clear the air, but it smells 
delicious. That is probably the number one reason I do it. I freaking love the way it smells. And I love that my kids wake up in the morning and it's like I've set the intention for us before they wake up. There's something for me about the way a space smells. A lot of things on my list are about smell. And it is the compliment I get. People walk in the house, they're like, oh my God, it smells so good in here. You walk into the studio, oh my God, it smells so good in here. I'm explaining how I do that. But one of the ways is Palo. And anybody who's into Palo Santo, when they come into the space, they also love it because they know that I've cleared the space. So it's like my kids know that I've set an intention. Any guests know that I've set an intention. It's just such a beautiful way. You can get Palo Santo in a billion places. I get it at Whole Foods. You could for sure get it at Amazon. If you have any kind of shop in your town that's like sort of witchy vibes, spiritual, but they have it now at the grocery store. It's just sticks of wood. You light it. You walk through the house. Think of it kind of like incense, but it's wood. Palo Santo. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. 
My favorite part about Texas, the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. I've just realized that everything on my list but one you could even do in your car. So everything on this list is portable. You can take it anywhere. Just bear that in mind. The third thing that I do to make the house feel like a home is actually something I read about in a magazine years ago when I was like 20 years old and trying to figure out how to set up a home for the first time. I had a little townhouse. I was trying to like be more grown up and I was reading, you know, like Home and Garden or something like that to try and figure out how to make it feel better because it felt kind of like stale. And I read this article that said, think of things that make you feel like you're at home. Like what are one or two things that you love when you walk into someone's home and you see those things? I had three things. And if you walk into my home today, you will know that those three things are everywhere in my house. My three things are framed family photos, books, and candles. Those are my three things. They are everywhere. But for this one, I want to talk about framed family photos. So when you come into my home, you will see hundreds of framed photos. I'm really not exaggerating that. They're everywhere. And it's my kids through the ages. It's me doing things that I'm really proud of. So it's like a framed picture of me crossing the finish line at my first marathon, swimming with sharks, jumping on the Great Wall of China. Like I didn't used to have stuff like that, but I kind of didn't love that I was doing things I thought were so cool. And then it was like I would put them on Instagram and then it was just done. And this was years ago when I was a lot more into creating content for the Internet that at some point I realized like these were iconic moments in my life. And you'll have your version of that. It doesn't have to look like swimming with sharks. That was bananas. But I'm sure you have a moment, could be like giving birth to your baby or walking across the stage when you graduated, of something that you're proud of. And I think those should be on display. I think those moments where we've achieved something, where we're like, yeah, that's who I am. That should be shown. You'll see framed photos all over our house of our closest friends, of our family, of a thousand vacations. It's like being surrounded with a life well lived. And it's an important North Star of this is what we're doing here. This is how I'm showing up as a mama. This is what matters to me. The one thing I wanted to add to frame photos that I think is really, really important is you should have framed photos of yourself as a child. I think this is especially important for anybody who's doing therapy, for anyone who's doing inner child work, for anyone who went through a hard childhood or went through trauma when they were younger. 
have framed photos of yourself around the house of you as a child. Because every time I see those pictures of baby Rach, I send her love. I take a minute, I imagine that me at 40 is holding her at three years old and comforting her in that moment. And it's a really beautiful thing. I don't do it all the time. I don't want you guys to think that every morning I get up and like, you know, blow smoke over a shrine of me as a baby. But when it catches my eye on a certain day, I'll just be like, oh yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna show off. I also have a lot of pictures of my closest loved ones, my guardian angels who are no longer here. I have a lot of framed pictures of my grandma and grandpa who I was very close with. And I have a lot of framed pictures of me and my brother as little kids. And if you've lost someone more recently, it can sometimes take a while before you're ready to have a picture out. With that, you need to go at your own pace. I think of the movie Coco or, you know, anyone who's ever had an ofrenda where they've got like the frame pictures of their family. I do think that our ancestors, our angels, like when you put pictures up of them, it's like they vibe that. They really like that they're being remembered. And I think it's important. So those are some of the pictures that you'll find all over the house. I did want to tell you guys, this is not an ad. I kind of hate talking about products on here because I don't want you to think it's an ad. But one of the ways that I have gotten so many framed pictures is one, I just have a lot of frames. I've collected them over time. If I would be at Target or whatever and they'd have frames on sale, I'd buy some even if I didn't know what I was going to put in them yet. There is an app called literallyfreeprints.com or something. I found this years ago. I was trying to figure out how to print pictures from my phone. You get like 64 by 6 prints from your phone, high quality, for free. And I think they do this because oftentimes you'll be like, oh, I want a five by seven of this, or I want this in a different size. And those they charge like a dollar for. It's so nominal, you guys. That's how my house is covered with pictures. This is not an ad. It's a real thing that I use. I don't think I've ever spent more than 10 bucks. When you get a great picture of the kids, you get a great picture of the family, whatever. Oftentimes I'll do like five, four by six, and then I'll mail it to the grandparents. It's just a great little thing I wanted to tell you about. I'd also recommend that you change photos out regularly. The pictures that I had framed from 10 years ago are not the same ones that I have today because I feel like they become a bit stale. If you've got like a baby picture of your kid, you kind of don't even see it anymore. Your kid's 16 years old. You know that there's a framed baby picture there. You're not maybe taking it in. But when we swap out and it's like that 16-year-old when he was crowned, you know, prom king, it's so cool because you're really highlighting the life that y'all have today. This feels especially freaking important in a world where everything is digital. We take one million photos of our kids or one million photos of our life and the second you take the picture or the second you post it on social media, you stop thinking about that photo. What a bummer. Don't do that. Put all around you the evidence of your best moments, of you living your best life to remind yourself like, this is what we're doing. I think too, for those of you listening to this who are working parents and as hard and you're doing the damn thing, but there are days where you feel exhausted, having framed pictures 
of something that your hard work and dedication has allowed your family to enjoy is really important. A lot of the pictures in my home are us on family vacation. And the family vacation happens because of how hard I work. So I love the reminder of like, oh yeah, this is what it's about. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Ooh, the last thing I'm gonna say about pictures is I also have bowls of Polaroids everywhere. Side note, actually like the Fuji film ones, I don't know what they're called. And then there are Polaroids. I think the Fuji takes better quality, but whatever, is a great gift to give people. It's like a great hostess gift. It's a great gift for anybody because it's one of those things that we don't buy for ourselves, but we love it if we get it. So I have Polaroids everywhere. We have Polaroids all over the house and we take them. If we're taking a photo on a phone, we're also taking a photo on a Polaroid. It's so fun to look through. So like on my coffee table, I've got just bowls of Polaroids that anyone can look at. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. My next thing, I feel like a bunch of you are totally going to be on board with this, is candles. Candles. I have them everywhere. And that's because I like a good smelling house. And I'm very picky about what candles I use, wanting to make sure that they're natural, that there's nothing in them that's like bad for us, but also that just make the space smell delicious. You come over here, there's a candle. The piece of advice I wanted to give you for this that really helped me 
is be on the lookout for cute little matches that have a colorful top. I see this all the time at little gift shops and I've bought probably seven jars. I don't even know the brand. I don't even know if it is a brand. I just think it's something they sell at gift shops. But you don't have to have cute little fancy candles. Be on the lookout for places that give matchbooks away for free and do a, a cute little jar. It could be a glass from your kitchen and fill that with matchbooks. I used to collect matchbooks wherever I went until I got to the place where the vase that they were in was so intense I had to calm down. But have matches right next to the candle. I like to do it in a cute little way, but I always have a source of fire next to the candle. So as soon as I see the candle and I think, ooh, I'd like a candle moment, I can light it. I love it not just for the smell, but also because I think a flame is really beautiful. It makes me feel cozy even in the summertime. In the winter, I love an actual fire. It's maybe one of my favorite things. But I love having fire around me all the time. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I have a pyro. I don't know. But love a candle. I guess you can't have a candle in your car. That, I guess there were two things on this list you couldn't do in a car. I digress. All right. Number five. Another thing that makes it smell good. Yes, there are three things on my list about scent. A diffuser. That's what it's called, right? When it's like the machine and you put the water in and then you put the oil in and then it, the steam smells yummy. I think it's called a diffuser. I have those everywhere. There's one behind me right now in the office. You're like, well, you have a candle and a diffuser. Yeah, I like a double up. When you first walk into my home in the entryway, there's a big diffuser. So you are just hit with deliciousness. You're coming into a wave of smell good. And I want you to know, unless you show up unexpectedly, if I know you're coming, that diffuser will always have been running for about an hour before you get here. That's how much I care that you are walking into like a beautiful smell good environment. Thank you for asking my two favorite scents, lemongrass, if I want like we're vibrant, we need to wake up, it's the morning, let's go. And then my second favorite when I want to be calm is lavender. To be totally honest with you, lavender is my number one. I love it. Maybe that's basic. I'm sure that's the most basic oil, but it probably is because it's so delicious. I love a lavender smelling thing. Little piece of advice from me to you is I keep the little bottles of oil, like a scent that I like, I'll keep it in the center console of my car. And then if I'm going into somewhere for a couple hours, or a lot of times I'll drive my car to the airport when I'm going out of town for a day or two, I'll open the bottle of essential oil and just like put it in the cup holder so it's sitting up. And when I come back to my car, my whole car will smell delicious. You could also, I'm sure there's like things you could put the oil on. I've put it on a tissue or like a paper napkin and just left that in the cup holder and the whole, whole car smells great. I'm sure there are things you can buy, but I just want to tell you about things you could do and you don't have to buy. I guess this assumes that you already have some essential oils. If you don't, I think it's worth an investment. I think you get yourself a bottle of lavender oil, you splurge, and you just make it all smell so good. The sixth thing, plants. I have plants everywhere. Now, here is my piece of advice for people who are not plant people yet, but you secretly want to be. 
Plants are amazing. They look beautiful. They make it feel more homey. And they also are filtering out your air. They're great. You want to research or go to a garden center and choose plants that are easy to keep alive. Some plants are very hard. Some plants are super easy. Get yourself 10 snake plants and realize that you are the queen of keeping plants alive. If you kill a snake plant, you need to talk to somebody. It is real hard to hurt those plants. But find yourself some plants that are at your level of plant parenting, okay? Set yourself up for success. Start with one easy to care for plant, keep it alive, feel great about yourself, add another. That being said, your girl has so many plants. I used to have special names for my plants. Of course I did. But I got so many at this point and I felt bad that some had names, others don't have names. So I stopped doing that. Every single Saturday morning, I water all my plants. And this was going to be my piece of advice to you is get plants that only need that much maintenance. Once a week, I get my little pitcher and I'll tell you, I use, when I was a little girl, it was a huge treat to get Kool-Aid. So it was a big treat in our family to get Kool-Aid. I'm a child of the 80s. I don't know if any of you are going to vibe with this, but we used to get packets. So it was a little square packet that had the Kool-Aid powder inside of it. And then you put that that packet into a pitcher. And if I'm recalling correctly, because I made it about a thousand times, you do like two cups of water and sugar. You would mix that together and then you'd have Kool-Aid. And we had this plastic pitcher that looked like the Kool-Aid man. And when we all got older, I think me and my sisters, we all wanted it, but somehow I got it. So I have this pitcher. That's what I use to water my plants. I'm going to come back to that guy in a second. Remember him. But I go through, I water all my plants. I prune leaves. I say good morning to them. Don't laugh. It's been proven that when you talk to your plants, they do better. And they're like taking care of us and keeping our air clean. So I want to take care of them. And that's it. That's it. When you first get plants, you might have to figure out, okay, they don't really like this window that's a little too bright for them. Then sometimes you put a plant in a spot and it's like you hit the jackpot. You found the exact, I got a plant right now that I put on a table thinking perhaps it was not enough sunlight for her. She is thriving. She is thriving like Taylor Swift slash Beyonce selling out every arena in the world. She is. She has put on the length of, she is, if your plant isn't thriving, it's because you're not caring for it correctly, do a little research. Now, maybe you're hearing this and you're like, I love a plant too, Rachel, but I've tried my, I don't have a green, th- I have a black thumb. I kill every plant I get. That happens. Some people can't grow a plant. Get a fake plant. Right over my shoulder, right here, this little cactus and this thing. I know, okay, if you guys aren't watching this video, you can't see what I'm pointing at. But behind me right now are two plants. They're not real. And they're not real because this studio, when I'm not in it, I close very heavy drapes. There's no sunlight in here, so a plant would die. Same thing with my entryway. It's very dark in the entryway. So all three of the plants in the entryway are fake. That's fine. Just get a fake plant that looks like a real plant if nobody inspects it close enough. And I researched today because I wanted to be able to speak to those of you who are thinking about a fake plant, but you're like, what's the point? I looked it up. Turns out 
they have proven that a fake plant improves your mood, helps your focus, helps all the things that a real plant does, except it doesn't filter the air. So if you can't keep a plant alive, get the benefits of the plant with the fake plant. On that tip, I understand that buying a plant involves spending money. And we started this conversation by me saying you could do most of these things without investing in it. Find yourself a friend, an auntie, a grandma, a person who knows how to parent a plant, and get some clippings from them. And propagate your own plant in some water. Boom, bang, bing. You got a little garden. You didn't have to spend a dime. Just thinking out loud. Number seven. Make sure that you have precious things out where you can see them and in use. Remember that Kool-Aid picture I told you guys about? Well, for years, it just sat at the top shelf in my pantry. And every time I saw it or every time I took notice of it, I would feel kind of bummed because I thought, man, that was so special to me when I was a little girl. And I got it. My big sisters didn't get it. And I'm not using it. I'm not using it for anything. So I found a use for that picture. I use it to water my plants and I use it to fill all of the diffusers with water that I told you about earlier. So every time I see it, I'm using it. Another example is my grandfather, who I was very close with, had a glass coffee carafe. It was a glass carafe and then it had a glass, it was like a percolator. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those. And then it had this glass top. And I have used that glass pitcher for 15 years regularly for the longest time. Again, I had it put away. I didn't want it to get hurt. I think it might be the only thing of my grandpa's I have. So I didn't want to get hurt and I kept it away. But then same thing. I was like, well, this is stupid. There's no, what's the memory involved in me hiding this thing out so it doesn't get hurt. So I put it on the stovetop. It stays there always. At some point in the last 15 years, one of the kids accidentally broke the top of it. But I still keep it out and, you know, knock wood, I would hate for something to happen to it, but I would rather use it than not. And so that's a risk I'm willing to take. I use it to boil water for lemon water, for tea, for iced tea, like anything we need boiling water for, we use that pot. And I'm able to use it all the time because it's out where I can see it. I know when we have lost people, especially, it feels really scary to only have a few things of theirs and risk that those things get hurt. I have a t-shirt of my big brothers that I love very much. And over the years I've stained it. I've got like bleach stains on it and oil stains on it. And when those moments happen, I would cry because I'll be like, this is all I have and I'm messing it up, but I would rather wear it. And he, I'm positive, he would rather I wear it and get stains on it than like hide it in some box in my closet. So precious things whether they're from your childhood, something you really care about, or precious things from somebody that you love, or your wedding china that you got and have never used, start freaking using that for dinner every day. Every day of your life is an opportunity to live your best life. Don't save, quote, the nice things for another day. Today is the only day you are guaranteed. So celebrate this life that you have by utilizing the things in it that are important to you. The last thing, this is the eighth thing on my list, and if you have ever seen me speak live, I don't think this will surprise you. I 
always have music on in my house. Always. Unless we're sleeping, there's always music. Oftentimes during the day, I'll say, Alexa, play meditation music. It's the easiest command in the world. Meditation music sounds sort of like vibey spa music playing at a low level in the background. It just adds something. But some days I feel a little bit more like a very specific genre. So I'll be like, play Beach Boys Radio or play Gypsy King's Greatest Hits. Like depending on what I'm interested in or how the day is going to shape up, I add a soundtrack. If I'm cooking, always there's going to be music. If a guest is coming for the podcast, not only is there going to be music, but there's going to be vinyl. I'm that douchey about my music that if you walk in, I want there to be some vinyl playing. I have the most beautiful record player. I've got some favorite albums. Do I sometimes choose the song based on what I think the person coming over wants to hear? Yes, I absolutely do. But it's just such a moment when someone walks in and they're like, oh, I love this song. And not only do they love the song, they go past the entryway and they see this incredible record player that's like playing this vintage record. Now that costs money. I'm not going to lie. If you don't already have vinyl, if you don't already have a record player, that yeah, that's an investment. But when you love something as much as I love music, I think those are the things that you invest in. So this reminds me of that old expression that says, if you want to see what someone actually values, don't listen to their words. Look at their calendar and their bank statement. And if you look at my bank statement, you will see that I care about my home. I invest in my home and I invest in vacations. Those are the two, like without question, those are two things I spend the most money on. And I don't care about, I don't have a fancy purse. I don't have fancy shoes. I don't have diamonds. I don't, but like this, I do really care about. That being said, a bunch of people walk in, they're like, oh my gosh, who decorated this? And I'm like, what? Like, I've had that couch for a decade. These are pillows from Target. Like, there's nothing in the house that you can't plop onto and relax. There's nothing in my home that you can't spread out, grab a book, and, like, read or chill or be calm. There's, you know, guitars in every room. The whole thing is just set up so that no matter what room you go to, you feel at home. That's what people are feeling. There's no way that they're thinking an actual interior decorator did this house. <laughs> I definitely do not know what I'm doing in those terms. But I do know how to make it feel good. I know how to make it feel like a home. And I think like anything else, this is a practice. It's a practice that you start and you work on and you try one thing and you move stuff around. I love, have y'all ever seen that movie? I think it's called like, Because I Said So or something. It's like Diane Keaton, Mandy Moore. It's like a mom and her three daughters. And the mom, Diane Keaton and Mandy Moore keep moving the room around again and again. They keep like pushing the furniture, moving it to a different spot. I always love that scene because I do that. I love like, oh, well, let's try it in this spot or let's move it here. I don't marry into any one way of this home being. And I'm open to adjusting the way that we have things over time. You know, I have a coffee table in my den that's like 
two levels. There's like the top, which is the coffee table. And then it has like this shelf underneath. The shelf underneath is all board games, board games, card games, puzzles, because we are a family that plays games. We love to play games. And I want those kind of things easily accessible so we could just grab them and play together. But when my daughter is 15, will that still be there? I don't know. But for right now, we make decisions about what works best for our family. When I had toddlers, no way I could have things that were glass or candles or like crystals out low enough that little kids could grab onto them. You have to make adjustments for what season of life you are in. But I would love for you to consider starting in just one area of your house. And it can be as simple as like asking yourself that question. What are things when you see them in other people's homes that make you feel calm? They make you feel like you're at home. And see if you can incorporate that without spending money into some space in your life right now today. I hope that this idea was helpful or you got at least one thing out of it that you want to try. If you dug this episode, will you send it to someone that you think would dig it too? Just consider however you found the show for the first time and share it in the same exact way, whether that was social or someone text you. I would love it if you'd help me get the word out. I will be back soon with more information. And as always, I want to remind you guys, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Duncan is where you want to be. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.